0: welcome in to the phnx suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Espo, and Gerald Forgay. Gentlemen, how you feeling Monday afternoon?
1: Monday afternoon is exactly the right word. I'd feel a
2: lot better if I weren't identically dressed like Saul. <laughs> uh,
1: he's not wearing the same pants, so. I mean. It's pretty cool. It, I mean, we got the close. shirt. We got the hat.
2: As <laughs> we a rep
3: in the brand. Black
2: <laughs> Nike. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all there. Uh, pretty close,
3: so. Love how are you feeling, Gerald? I'm tired, but I'm good. I'm excited just because, you know, as much as we have a whole week off, we have a lot to talk about and a lot of different teams that we could be playing. So it's uh, kind of fun while there are all these different possibilities in the air.
0: Yeah. So today we're going to get into all of that, but more specifically, a Suns-Clippers first round matchup. So the Suns and the Clippers, they went two and two this season. However, In the two games they lost, they were missing Book and DA, as well as Book, DA, CP3, and Jay Crowder. So I don't know if you can really count those two L's just too much. But despite that, to me, this would be the toughest first-round matchup opponent for the Phoenix Suns heading into the playoffs. However, before we go into what the Clippers bring to the table, I want to know your guys' opinion. What are some reasons the Suns will win this matchup?
2: For me, it's cohesiveness. Uh, you look at, you know, you look at the Clippers, and even if Kawhi comes back, Paul George just came back. Uh, you know, a couple of the bigger uh, additions at the trade deadline, Norman Powell and Robert Covening have only been there a short time. They just don't have the chemistry. The Suns team has that chemistry. We know We know it's a strong point of this team right now. I think that's a big reason why they'll uh, they'll be able to take uh, take care of the Clippers. Uh, I don't think this would be an easy series by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that cohesiveness goes a long way.
1: It's just the same shit, Volume 2, as last year, basically. No Kawhi. You still have Paul George, and Paul George apparently has not missed a beat since coming back. Um, and, you know, you, you miss a, a few little elements that maybe you had last year, but largely it's the same Clippers team. And, you know, it, so I, I wouldn't be worried at all. I think the Suns match up pretty well against basically anybody in the in the NBA right now, to be honest with you. So the Clippers are not a worry for me.
3: Yeah, I think if you look at the matchups in terms of these four teams that we're considering, like the Clippers are obviously kind of the one that you don't want out of that group. But I agree. I, I think this is a series where we saw last year one of the Clippers best punch while playing shorthanded. I think we'd probably see something similar. And I think Monty and this team have just grown leaps and bounds compared to some of those playoff battles they went through last year. Um, You know, the continuity thing matters. Like PG has kind of – he's been great when he's been good since coming back, but he's also had some lows. Like he's alternating between like games shooting above 50% and like in the 33 to 35% range. So when you come back, you have that first game where everything feels good, but finding that consistency to play at a high level is tough for guys. Um, And also the Clippers aren't one of those teams that gives you fits in terms of where the Suns really struggle, like offensive rebounding. Um, You know, they're 25th or 26th in offensive rebounding percentage and only 25th in offensive rating. Obviously, that'd be a lot higher if they had most of their guys for the year. um, But they just don't beat you up on the inside 27th in points in the paint. Like this is a team that the Suns should be able to defend, even with Paul George and Norman Powell coming back.
2: Well, and the Suns. Uh, are fifth in offensive rating overall so Mm -hmm. you've got the 25th best offense and the fifth best offense so uh, and the suns are a better defensive team as well than the clippers so you should be able to outscore them and then keep them in check uh, defensively because you're just that good as well the the thing that that worries me is the clippers can uh can get a little rough at times (laughs) and that could come into play and kind of cause some issues but the suns are a better basketball team than this clippers team uh as they stand right now
1: i think you know, i think the one key element we're missing about that toughness of the clippers was the maniacal <laughs> self in beverly from mm-hmm. last year and he he whether you like him or not he played a huge factor in just being an annoyance out there on the court mm-hmm. against the suns and he He was an X-factor for them. They don't have that this year. And I know Norman Powell's on the team, and he can be, uh, you know, I mean, we saw it just a week and a half ago how well he was shooting against the Suns, but that doesn't mean he's going to shoot like that in the playoffs, and it doesn't mean, like, he's going to shoot like that against five guys that know how to play defense very, very well. So um, I I don't – I'm not worried about the Clippers like a lot of other people are.
2: They still got the edge. They still got an edge, though, to them. They still got – Marcus Morris Sr. or the third or whatever the hell he's calling himself (laughs) now. I mean, you look at that. Uh, Robert Covington brings an edge. Reggie Jackson, it may not be on the defensive end, but he brings an edge offensively as well. They're still an an irritant, an annoying team. That hasn't changed just because Pat Beverly's in Minnesota now.
0: I don't think I'm really – I'm concerned with the Clippers. I think they're the toughest opponent that we could face in the first round. However, I'm not overly concerned because – like you mentioned, Saul, it's the same thing from last year, essentially, except for the Clippers had to deal with quite a bit of injuries this year, trying to find that chemistry and that rhythm with Paul George being out and then back. Whereas the Suns, well, yes, they did deal with injuries, they've had that chemistry all season long. I feel like the Clippers kind of stayed the same from last year to this year, and the Suns took another step forward. So if it was Suns and six last year, I think you'd be okay saying <laughs> Suns in five. I don't know that I would take that, but we'll get into predictions a little the bit X later fa-
1: on. The X factor is, is definitely going to be whether or not Kawhi plays. And, and, and even then, I still feel like in order to beat the Suns, any team, any team in the NBA to beat the Suns, they have to be playing their absolute A game. And if you bring in Kawhi, game one of this series... Like, that's just such a high mountain to try and climb. And can they do it in four games to avoid a sweep at that point? Like, that's how good this Suns team is. And so I, I just I, – I'm not a believer in any of these teams. I'm not a believer in any of the teams in the playoffs, to be honest with you, outside the Suns. So <laughs> well, I'm definitely biased in this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, bringing Kawhi back would definitely
3: change the complexion of this Clippers team on both ends. But like you're saying – like that continuity matters and, and we can talk about how this is kind of the same series as last year, but for the Clippers, they have had way less time to integrate new pieces to adjust to Paul George being now, and then readjust to him coming back. Like they just added Covington and Norman Powell. Like we talked about, they haven't been there long. Powell has played like two games since coming back. There's a lot of just moving parts for this team and they have a lot of great pieces. I think next year, there will be a very dangerous team if Kawhi can come back. But for now, like, we all saw that video of him walking out and waving at Clippers practice. One of his legs looked, like, you know, muscular and built like a turkey leg, and the other one looked like my leg. Like, it was clearly (laughs) something he hadn't been able to work out on and run – don't picture my (laughs) legs.
1: Muscular and built like a turkey leg.
3: Well, yeah, like, you know, (laughs) meaty.
2: Have you ever (laughs) – Are we talking about a turkey thigh? Like, are we talking like a turkey turkey leg? Yeah, 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 but when I think meaty
1: meaty leg, I don't go bird. What do you think of it? I just, (laughs) I mean, I would have taken (laughs) anything like a a rhino, you know, (laughs) uh, (laughs) like a rhino, a silverback, like it's very stout. Those (laughs) dudes got ham hocks, man. Like, (laughs) but anyway, you
0: literally just took it to meat there.
1: Mm, yeah like these are big animals we can't get get into zoology again or we're gonna start (laughs) arguing about insects
2: (laughs) i think think the other thing here the suns take care of the ball very well they have a a higher assist to turnover ratio than the clippers as well so i I think they're not gonna they're not gonna do the things that shoot themselves in the foot in Mm -hmm. this series uh and and like you mentioned without the Clippers being very good on the offensive glass, that won't, likely won't rear its ugly head. So I, I, feel, I feel pretty good. I just don't like the way the Clippers can get physical with the, with the Suns. So.
0: Any other X factors in y'all's opinion?
2: Yeah, I,
3: I think the other one that we talked about before the show is, you know, last year with the Clippers all-wing lineups, they tried to go small and run DeAndre Ayton off the floor. They were successful in that in the round before with Rudy Gobert. They were not as successful with that against Ayton. He has that switchability, that foot speed on the perimeter to stick with him. So this year, with even more wings to throw out there, you know they've got Paul George, Powell, Covington, Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, all these different guys on the perimeter, they're going to try and do that same thing, and they have great three-point shooting. So it's going to come down to D.A. being able to do that again like he did last year.
1: Or, or them switching up DA and putting out there, uh, instead Tory Craig, mm-hmm. which they've done ha- had a propensity to do, especially in the game situations when another team needs a uh, three or something. They take out DA and they put in Tory Craig. So, they, the, the Suns have such versatility across the board, whether DA is in there or not, that they match up basically well with any, any team that comes out there.
2: I think Gerald, uh, what you're saying with DA though, for me, is right on because. If you play into the Clippers' hands and you try to go, you know, you know, wing for wing and that that lineup of death, as they like to, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as you know, it was called with the Warriors. I don't like I don't like your chances as much because you're playing into the strategy they want. You need D. A. to em- enforce his will and go hard at the paint when he's got smaller guys. Hit that hook shot. Hit that mid range at times that he's been able to do this season uh, and really take advantage of the Clippers going smaller because there won't be anybody that can match his size out there with that lineup. And then he does he does the things well uh, defensively against a guy that's 6'8". He can still keep up with those wings, unlike a Gobert that gets run off the court because he's incapable of it. That's why DA is such a good defensive specimen. Mm -hmm. So I really do think he's going to be the X factor against those lineups. eh?
3: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think that's a big area of growth for DA this season is that he has become dominant on punishing some of those switches with that hook shot of his. He puts his butt into people, backs them down, and will go up over the top of them and and that's been a really big, important development in his game.
0: All right. We have a guest joining us now. We are so happy to welcome in Shane Young, NBA columnist and analyst for Forbes Sports. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
4: I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, it's a it's an honor. I've been watching your show, I guess, since the whole entire operation started.
0: Well, thank Although you. Will... We really appreciate the support. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no problem. I will say I joined the show... or. I, I joined on YouTube and all I heard was talking about Gerald's meaty legs. That's
0: all I heard. Welcome officially to the inside joke. That is Gerald being called girth. Hey, um, hey, welcome
1: to the ship show. Yeah. Oh,
0: Shane, give us a little bit of an overview. What should Suns fans know about this Clippers team?
4: I think the number one um, priority to know about the Clippers so far uh, this year and the last couple of years really has been that they have flipped the script in terms of their identity. I mean, under Rivers, as you guys know and, and seen up up close, it was it was a tire fire. I mean, it was like it, you know they, they would blow twenty point leads. Um, they they just had no sense of when to close or how to close games. And I think under new leadership with Ty Lue in this entire season not having your best guys available for, you know, 90% of the year and quiet case, hundred percent of the year. Um, it, it just feels like they have gotten the most out of what's available to them um, for them that they, they squeeze the most talent and, and, and contributions out of their guys. And I think that the resilience of this group in particular, I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs as well, coming back from two Oh two deficits, uh, you know, could have been a third if, if everyone was available for them. Um, I, I think Ty is the number one um I'm not, not really sure with the word like he's he's most responsible for what we've seen in terms of this entire overhaul and getting them to where if they're down 20 in a game, you're not gonna be able to coast. It doesn't matter if you have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, LeBron James. It doesn't matter who you have uh leading that ship. You just you cannot rest against this group because they are so deep. Um in, in my opinion. I actually think they are the deepest team in basketball. And it's it sounds crazy for a team that's forty two and forty, but the the entire year's been been weird with availability issues. But uh from one to ten, they they are legit um either you know superstar or star role players.
1: You know, tomorrow or Tuesday, you guys have a matchup with the Timberwolves, uh, you know, and the Timberwolves have, have played very good basketball this season. How do you like your matchup in the play in tomorrow night?
4: You know, I kind of kind of going to take some heat for this because I think Minnesota has the upper hand here. Although the Clippers beat them three one in the season series, um, I th- most of those games, I think three of those games were within ten days <laughs> in, in November. So you might want to throw those out because that's before Minnesota really started um, winning at the rate they have been. And look, the, the Wolves are the number one team, the number one offensive team in basketball since the new year. Um, they're they're shooting a lot of threes, they're making a lot of threes, they're not turning the ball over a lot. Um, and I think Carl Towns has really tapped into what he can become on the offensive end. And, and really, although you look at the Clippers who I, I think i tweeted the other day, fourth, they finished fourth in half court defense this year, uh, according to cleaning the glass, like th- they have the tools to stop anyone. But with, with Carl Towns, he makes it so difficult because if you go small against him, he's going to pummel you inside. And, you know, it actually reminds me of Deandre Ayton. I'm sure we'll get into that soon, but, you know, if you if you go small against him, he's he's just going to jump hook you to death and and post you and put you under the rim. Um, and then from the exterior, he'll step out with with, with no regard and, and just pull up. Um, and that really makes it tough for Viza Zubats and Isaiah Hartenstein and and anyone any big that they have to, to throw at them. So I think we're going to see a tactician uh, battle between going small, going big, um, and and really it, mixed into all that is Patrick Beverly. Uh, being a nuisance on both ends of the floor Um, on defense. You know, I think he's been all defensive first or second team worthy uh, as a guard this year. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult for the Clippers to kind of get around all that being on the road. uh, Minnesota, uh, they, they want to get back in the playoffs desperately, you know, only been there once Uh, really it's kind of a similar situation to 2018 where the wolves had to win one game to get into that playoff scenario against the Rockets. And they did. So um, I'm, Honestly, I'm not expecting the Clippers to go in there and win. Um, I, I I would probably favor the Wolves because of home court and the way we've seen Carl Towns look for the last what four months of the season.
3: Well, Shane, if if that is the case and the Wolves get the win, then that will drop the Clippers into that final playing game for the eight seed, which means they could yeah. conceivably match up with the Suns in that first round. If that's the case, what are you looking at in terms of how the Clippers match up with this Suns team? It, it, if you had to point to a key player or matchup in that kind of series, what would it be?
4: Yeah. A lot of people have said that it, it, you know, kind of run it back like last year, you know, last year's first round without Kawhi, but, or last year's West finals without Kawhi, but I don't see that. Like, I think this is an entirely different Clippers unit. Um, I I feel like they're more comfortable playing many different ways now. And something that's been beneficial for Ty so far, I, I couldn't believe it when I looked earlier, but They have played 532 different lineups this year, uh, (laughs) just through experimentation because they've had to. Um, You know that's that's 80 more than the Suns. I mean, Mm -hmm. because the Suns have had largely, you know, they've had injuries here and there, but uh, and really, I think their their top three—what Aiton, CP, and Book have only played what 30 something games together. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's both teams have kind of gone through this, but I think the Clippers have just been derailed. Um, But you know, for one player that sticks out. I heard you talking about Norm Powell um, before I joined the show. Yeah, he he's only been back a, a few games or a couple games, but the guy is just lethal. I mean, you look at Luke Kennard, who's leading the NBA in three-point percentage, and he's probably going to get cut out of the rotation or or get his minutes reduced, which is kind of wild for for a guy that's that uh, lethal from beyond the arc. And it's because Norm Powell needs to absorb mo- most of those minutes or all the bench minutes, or you know, if Tyler decides to start him and, bring one of Morris or Batum off the bench. Uh, that might be not, that might be the way I go, but uh, I, I think Norm is the one that to look for just because, you know, if the Suns are going to be super aggressive against PG, which means putting two on the ball um, and, and maybe guard guard pick and roll situations. Tyloo loves running those where either Norm Powell or Reggie Jackson set the screen for the big or for the uh, wing, which is PG and, and kind of get the defense in rotation if Norm Powell is the one leading that four on three uh, down the middle of the lane, it's really hard for the Suns to kind of come off shooters or kind of know when to help off and when to stay home. Uh, so I, I think this would be a shootout, honestly, if, if we did get Clippers sons. Uh, but unfortunately I, for the Clippers, I really do think the, the the Suns just have more answers on the defensive end uh, to kind of combat that. I think, I think they're smart enough to kind of work their way around that, or maybe play PG straight up instead of, instead of you know uh, sending two to him and, and getting yourself in rotation. But the short answer is definitely Norm Powell, who's shooting 54% from three since he joined the Clippers.
2: So it seems like you're thinking Clippers probably don't have enough to pull this off. Yeah. Uh, what, is that your prediction if, if it's a, a Suns-Clippers series? And what do you think they'd have to actually do to to get the win? Is there is there a path to victory here uh-huh. for them?
4: You know— I think the games last year um, with, you know, similar personnel, but, but less shooting for the Clippers. Um, I, I I think the games were close enough last year where you can kind of, you can convince yourself that this, this could be a long series, uh, especially, you know, I've told everyone that that game one between Devin Booker and, and Paul George, the shot making in that fourth quarter, third quarter and fourth <laughs> quarter was something that I haven't seen since. I mean, it, it you know, it was just a year ago, but good lord they were they were dynamite against each other um pg would have to be super special i mean he would have to be you know all nba first team level uh and and do even better than he did last year in that series to kind of uh go against what phoenix has done because phoenix is their their entire offense in the clutch is it's just down pat they 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 know what they're going to run they have all these different sets they have their snap actions their elbow actions like you it's it's not a matter of of scouting against them because you know what they're going to do. It's how do you stop that? And for me, th- although the Clippers can go small and go big and and play different ways, I think the going small is kind of neutralized. I, I think the the Suns will neutralize that because Deandre Ayton now is is shooting a, a thousand percent on hook shots, <laughs> and if you if you put a small, or if you put a Marcus Morris who's not small, or Nick Batum who's not small, but um, still giving up a lot of a, a lot of height and and weight there, um, I I just think Aiden is at the point of his career where he's going to abuse that. And uh, to to me, either either it's a foul or it's a good look from five to eight feet for him. So I think he becomes the most important player for Phoenix in that series. Um, I I really do think the, the Clippers have enough defensive weapons to to make it really tough on Booker even without Patrick Beverly, who Beverly was the one that kind of got up in a booger last year and really made it kind of difficult. in some of those stretches, um, although they don't have him, I, you know, Robert Covington all, and, and even Norm Powell is, is pretty good defensively. You put all these switchy guys together. Uh, you're going to get a lot of switches and cross matches. And that's where Aiton becomes vital if he gets a, a small on him. So I think, I think the Suns just have too much and too many answers to what the Clippers are going to do. So I, I would take the Suns in five. Dude. Do the
2: Clippers bigs have enough athleticism in your mind to keep up with DA if you're forced to play the bigger lineup rather than going small yeah. and, and hoping you can uh, get some misses out of him?
4: Yeah, I think I think they want to stay big as long as possible. I, I definitely think they want to stay big. And really, primary reason for that is the film on Evita Zubots last year in the pick and roll, kind of kind of meeting Chris Paul at his at his favorite spot, which is that right elbow pull up. And making it difficult. I mean, I think Chris struggled. Uh, he doesn't struggle against many bigs. I mean, he you know he he likes to cook Rudy Gobert and, and these other guys <laughs> in the pick and roll and, and really get to his mid range. But I feel like Zoo did a did a phenomenal job of of anticipating that stuff and and really kind of uh, breaking it up and making the Suns go to their second or third actions, which drains the shot clock. Um, I, I do think they have enough athleticism to stay big against DeAndre Ayton. The issue becomes foul trouble zoo one of probably his only knock right now because he's just so well-rounded he's not going to put up all these gaudy numbers he's not going to average 20 for a season he's just really good at a lot of at a lot of things the one thing that he struggles with is is foul trouble and and I feel like if, if with Aiden on the floor um that would that would uh rear its ugly head and maybe get him into foul trouble and then you're forced to play Isaiah sign more minutes um who kind of, you know, Hartenstein's good. He's a, one of the best passers at that position, but uh, defensively can kind of give up a lot of backdoor cuts, can kind of get lost sometimes and, and needs to get s- snapped back into focus. So uh, the margin for error is so slim that I feel like Zubats needs to play a lot and not get in foul trouble. And, and that's when the Clippers have have a decent chance is if they have Zoo available for the, those 30 minutes a night to kind of make Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker think about those mid-range pull-ups.
0: Shane, the last thing I have for you is uh, last we heard was, I believe, late March. Uh, Kawhi Leonard could potentially return to the team after the play-in tournament. Have you heard anything additional behind the scenes that you can share with us about that?
4: So nothing behind the scenes because the Clippers are, one thing you'll find out, they do not say anything. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it is lip sealed and you don't know anything until it happens. <laughs> Uh, we didn't, we had no idea about Paul George until, I mean, we, we kept on getting these uh, TNT reports from Chris Haynes that he was close to coming back, but that was like for two months straight. So <laughs> like we, we had no idea for, for Kawhi. Uh, maybe I'll take some backlash for this. Maybe it'll blow up in my face, but I think there's only like a five, 5% chance he's available to play for the playoffs. Like I, I would be, I would be shocked. I would be stunned if they rolled him out there with zero reps with any of these guys uh, this year, zero reps on the court. Uh, I don't, I don't really believe the reports from Skip Bayless that he's playing three on three right now. I'm not going to believe that <laughs> until it's actually reported by uh, someone that covers the Clippers. So um, I, you know, I, I, I think that he's going to take it easy and wait till October. And for me, what it would take to, to potentially get him on the floor is a conference finals run to where there, there's a chance that you can win the title and, and you know, you know, as well as anyone like, the windows are ultra thin. Like they're just super thin in the NBA. Like you have to take advantage of it. So if you're in the conference finals and you're healthy and you can go out there, I think you can, but in the first round, which begins next, next weekend or this weekend, I I don't see it. Um, I don't see that. Even if the first round is stretched because it, because it normally is the first round takes like two weeks. I feel Mm -hmm. like Um, I I still don't see it because you know, you have to get cleared for five on five. You have to look good in five on five. And then you have to get a, a few practices under your belt to actually figure out what the tendencies of the guys around you. He hasn't played with Norm Powell since Toronto um, and, and hasn't played Robert Covington. So I, I don't think Ty or the medical staff would be that riskier, that foolish to kind of just throw him out there um, in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking some time to come chat with us today. Um, everybody, be sure to follow him on Twitter at YoungNBA. We'll see you next time.
4: Thank you. Thank for having me.
2: Nice to have a productive Shane on the program. Right? Oh, <laughs> oh Shots all
1: at I do is, is Shane. work
2: my blood, I mean, sweat, and tears real. into the show
1: <laughs> and get just stabs take him in the straight. back. You, Shane, let's, let's 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 get it clear. You only get stabs in the back from one person on this show. Actually, it's not even stabs in the back. It's he's just
3: stabbing me while I'm looking at my chest, and the knife is going in. Right? It's, goes, yeah. it's like it's, right
1: in the face. It's yeah, Nesco loves to do that. <laughs> Shane. It's because I love you, man. No. Right. No, don't you accept that shit. That's <laughs> oh, no. what minimizers do. They try to to bring you down and then say it's because I love you. No, no, no.
0: We have a new partner in the house. <laughs> We're excited to welcome OG's Brands into the PHNX family. OG's is one of I Arizona's first scratch-made cannabis right kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and an amazing flavor. Their edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product. They offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. I thought
1: they were supposed to come today. They were. What the hell, Max? We need some OGs (laughs) now. They're probably
0: out there right now. now. If you are interested in (laughs) trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. I also want to remind everybody that children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19 The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you.
2: Whether you need to take your shot or get your pot, we've got you
1: covered.
2: (laughs) um,
0: That was a good
1: one. Jew in the chat says... Uh, it's J.U. Jew. Uh, Espo was sitting on that the whole time. The the Mm -hmm. Shane on that. (laughs) I was. And then Tizdu in the chat says, Espo's been doing this shit since the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Which is impressive because I wasn't born until the 80s. All
0: right, guys. Let's dive into some potential problems, maybe some areas of concern or things we maybe need to keep an eye out on for a potential Suns-Clippers matchup.
3: Yeah, I think the big things that stand out to me are the Clippers are a great three-point shooting team. They're third in that category, and we've seen the Suns' defense is phenomenal, but a, when they do lose, and it's been rare this season, it's usually been because the opponent shot the lights out from three. Mm-hmm. So when you're shooting, you're playing against a team that shoots the ball that well, the possibility of that happening goes up a little bit more. Um, and the other thing for me that stands out, Ty Lue is a great coach. Like, yeah. He's not coach of the year, as some people are making but the case. But he's in
0: the conversation.
3: But he's had a phenomenal year because if you look at what that roster has been, how many guys they've had out, how many guys they've had to resort to, and just the fact that they're even an above 500 team is is pretty impressive. Barely. yeah, Barely. Barely <laughs> above 500, but they are with a roster that's been all over the place this season. He's a guy that makes really good in-game adjustments. And so as good as Monty Williams is, Ty Lue is also a very good coach. So that's one area where you know, that could be problematic in a series.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if one game, maybe two Ty Lue outcoaches Monty Williams, and they pick up a W because of that specifically. So I do think that's an area to keep an eye out on. And that's no shade to Monty Williams, Mm -hmm. because he's a phenomenal coach, as we've talked about all season. It's just giving a little bit of credit to Ty Lue for what he's been able to do with this team as well all season.
2: Yeah, and they're Spectacular at corner threes in particular, and I think that's a, an area of concern for me. But what uh, what I think is a potential problem for the Suns is the length of this Clippers team. A lot of six, seven, six, eight guys with big wingspans mm-hmm. can it can be frustrating at times. And even Norm Powell, who's only six three, has a six eleven wingspan. So these are guys that are going to be able to play some defense and match up uh, with the Suns and switch. Ah, uh, the switchability is going to be be huge with this team. So, uh, and they're a top defensive team because of that length from the mid range and in the paint, mm-hmm. which is the money areas for the Suns. So that could be concerning as well.
1: I, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and um, I it just I think that this year's Suns team they have length as well. So in practice, you're seeing it all the time. There's been other teams that they've matched up with that have had length, and they've done fairly well against those teams. So, so I I think for me it's it's not so much what the Clippers can do to the Suns. It's more what the Suns can do to the Clippers and if they can execute at a high level, um, which they haven't shown that they can't this season. So that's that's more what I'm looking forward to. And I think this is one of those few years for, for us that – we are the dictators mm-hmm. like w- nobody should ever be able to dictate what we do because of how we need to match up against them. It's definitely the other way around. We get to dictate how we, w- we play and they have to match up and modify it to us because that's how good they are. The the sons are. And I think DA is, and you heard, uh, you know, Shane say it, DA is probably going to be the X factor in a lot of these series. Mm-hmm. And however well he plays, will determine what kind of adjustments the Clippers need to make, whether they need to focus on him or not, because if they have to focus on him, it just frees up everything else. But if they don't have to focus on him and he goes to you know that bad place, uh, that changes the game and it brings some other teams into the fold that normally I don't think would have a chance like the Clippers.
2: And to your point, I mean, the mid-range defense is probably a little deceiving because most NBA teams you don't have to guard it <laughs> as, as often as you do against the Suns. So th- in all likelihood, the Suns will be able to dictate uh, how that goes from the mid-range. Yeah. I just found that interesting that that is a strong suit for the Clippers that directly matches up with a strong suit for the Suns. It's and it.
1: That's mostly because of Paul George because he's yeah. like mm-hmm. super mid-range.
3: He loves the mid-range. Yeah. and So that – in terms of their defense, that's in terms of field goal percentage that they allow for the midfield. And range. we should note that the Suns are, like you mentioned, they are the outlier in terms of their efficiency from that range. Paul George, 55%, Devin Booker, 46, Mikhail Bridges, 51, Jay Crowder, 47, DeAndre Ayton, 56. Like their entire starting five can knock down mid-range jumpers. Yeah. And that's huge against a defense like the Clippers that can switch if you can get to those spots. And like we've been saying, if DA can punish those little guys like he's been all year long, that's a huge advantage because you're right, the Suns shouldn't be letting another team dictate how they want to play as long as they play their game and punish whatever's thrown at them and adjust to whatever's thrown at them like they have all season they're going to win this series in five, maybe six games tops.
2: We we mentioned a lot about DA, but I think this is also where JaVale McGee comes into play as mm-hmm. well because he's another obviously athletic big that can can impose his will. We I mean, we saw that uh, down the stretch that when he played additional minutes when the starters set out. I mean, he can force his will down low against smaller guys, so I think he'll be a factor as well.
0: Anything else before we get into some of the pros and cons of sending Gerald on the road to these cities? Let's get well, not to sending it. Gerald, but where Gerald has to go, I guess you could say. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, the best and worst parts of a potential Clippers-Suns oh, city man. matchup Can't, for Gerald traveling to LA. Time
1: for the traveling girth. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! See oh. if they're going to LA. Uh, it ain't just Gerald going on the road. Oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Road trip. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's traveling girth. So so how do you all feel (laughs) about going to L.A.? Because, I I mean, why not? Hell, it's just seven hours away. We might as well jump in the freaking uh, caravan and go. Because it's L.A. That's how I – I
2: I, I do not like L.A. I'll take Espo's
1: spot. Yeah, I mean Espo can stay back here by himself. I Uh, see. Now he wants to uh, go.
2: I'm going. I
1: just will (laughs) go
2: under protest because it's L.A. I mean – especially that LA Live
1: area. Ugh, I'm I, you know, there's, I mean, Is such a huge city. I know, you do have to just go there. We're going to spend a lot of time <laughs> at you no, stay no, in the you no, know, that's one
3: specific place, that's all right? Just
1: right there. I suppose,
3: stay at the ESPN fan zone until we're back.
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> don't move. <Hey, laughs> they all laugh, but when you go with the team and you stay at the Ritz-Carlton, it's in LA Live, all right? Is that, is. A, is that a flex? Yeah, it was a flex. <laughs> it was a flex.
3: Like you, made, you tried so, to make it sound like it was L- a bad thing, Lindsay but I'm talking. It's, it's a like, flex, and he's pissed it's, about it's it. It's a flex
1: that I had to stay at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, in shitty fuck LA is that?
2: You couldn't put me up at the Ritz in
0: Beverly Hills. You're gonna be at LA Live for God's sake. It's days. the Ritz Carlton, you <laughs> selfish <laughs> bastard. <No. laughs> they did move hotels, though. Did they? Last I heard, yeah. yeah, yeah at least for a that. season, they moved hotels, and it was much nicer. No, good on them. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> some of my pros. The definition
1: of first world problems, right
0: here. <laughs> some of my pros for Gerald being in LA is obviously you got great weather. Mm -hmm. So that's a positive. It's going to also be a really probably incredible, crazy atmosphere. Um, I'm sure everybody who was once a Lakers fan a week ago will now be a Clippers (laughs) fan. So you'll probably have a completely packed, really loud, building, and that'll be kind of fun. Staples is not really
1: all that loud, though. Even at the the peak, it's just kind of
3: like... I think you're right, but for a different reason. I think especially when we saw the way that the Suns fans traveled to Clippers yes. games last year, it's going to be loud with Suns fans, which That's would be really too. cool. Yeah. I think that'll be... A neat environment to see Staples Center once again being taken over by fans from Phoenix.
0: The biggest pro that I or the con I mean that I have for you is that it's LA media. So it's going to make your head explode the amount of people who are pushing and shoving Mm -hmm. trying to get in that room and talking over one another. But on the flip side, you might have a really fun story to share with us after one of those media availabilities.
3: Yeah, I'm going to show up like <laughs> Tiny Tim with a broken arm. on the
0: <laughs> Or you have show. some insight on a viral clip that happens from a player because somebody asked a stupid question like that. That's very uh, possibility.
3: It's possible. I think. I think because of COVID, they've done a better job of spacing people out and having us in like more of a seated area as opposed that's to true. scrums. But like for practices but and stuff, it'll be. Yeah. It'll still be the congested.
1: Pros of going to LA are the food. Mm-hmm. I even, mean, it's a good food scene. You can go to a lot of different places, a lot of different uh, ethnicities, mm-hmm. uh, eth- ethnic cuisines, I should say, and uh, take advantage of that.
2: Uh, even even at, at the crypto.com, <laughs> whatever it's called now, uh, media food pretty good there,
1: too.
0: It so you'll get it you'll get that.
1: <laughs> and it's free.
2: Oh,
0: it's not. It's, it's not. not. I think they tried. Ch- it. Oh, it was free
1: for me last time I went to go cover yeah. the Lakers. Yeah,
0: if, if you're whoever Clippers sends you... Got, you puts you on a certain list it's free if you're not on a certain list it's not free and with
3: clippers clippers trying to pay for that new arena they're charging for everything but
0: (laughs) there are uncrustables in the refrigerator but they they are gone before the game starts so you have to grab one and stick it in your bag for halftime okay Okay. heads up
2: in case you in need case peanut butter and a jelly. five year old <laughs> kid, <at> I <half-time laughs> to. <uncrustable on laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay not only
3: <laughs> regularly eats Uncrustables, but she uncrusts her Uncrustables.
0: Oh. Yeah, because there is technically, in my book, crust on Uncrustables. <sighs> and you guys, you're going to sit here and tell me that Uncrustables are not bomb.
1: They are bomb. I, I've never even loved Gerald. Them. I Peanut love butter crustables. and jelly, yeah. It's It's I mean,
0: better than a peanut butter and jelly. So, How? And it, if you've never had one, then FOH, you can't talk about How? it.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How's it Quick better out of than F-O-A peanut H-O-A butter and jelly? <laughs> you gotta say the word, otherwise I'm just gonna
4: breeze right past it.
0: <laughs> they're way better than a normal peanut butter How? and jelly because the one, you freeze them and have- then they're a little bit cold or a little bit crunchy if you mm-hmm. eat them more so frozen than letting them thaw out. Two, the bread is just better than normal f- bread. It just is.
2: It's a frozen peanut butter and jelly hot pocket. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the
1: excitement over
4: Who doesn't like Hot Pockets? Make your own
2: damn peanut butter <laughs> jelly sandwich.
1: <laughs> hot Pockets, yeah.
0: Why? Because they have cheese in them? Yeah, no, because they're too fucking hot oh, when stupid. you pull them out of the microwave. I
1: want to eat. I don't want to burn my mouth. Hot
0: wow. Pockets. Uh, Tizu in the chat asked, uh, strawberry or grape? And it's absolutely grape. Yes, okay.
3: Great. I, and I would need restaurant recommendations since we're talking about food. Oh, you don't As need much to as worry. I love Uncrustables. You don't need to
0: worry.
1: We got you because okay. we're all coming with you. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. right. Thanks I don't know <laughs> if I can make this point any harder. Okay. Okay, We're going to LA with you if they play LA. I have been <laughs> to Pink's. Good.
3: Stuff. That's yeah, that was good. Uh, I just that's pretty much all that I had time to venture for in LA that time that I was there. Because it takes two hours to get anywhere in that damn city.
2: <laughs> well, that is a negative. And if you have to fly into LAX, if you don't drive, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a hell onto itself as well. So, it wasn't too bad. It was.
0: I don't mind LAX. It was a it's hassle to get Y-Y-X. to
3: like the Uber and Lyft area. That was kind of annoying. But other than that, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting when I went in December.
0: All right, we are going to get into predictions. If you are here with us on YouTube in the chat, drop them and let us know what your predictions are should the Suns and the Clippers face off in the first round. But before that, we all know that NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Make sure to use that promo code PHNX because when you do, you can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. <sighs> We also want to tell you well, about another well, partner of ours who on, offers on. a really great product. <laughs> so we're talking about Athletic Greens with just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, so much more to help you start your day right. Athletic Greens is a no brainer. Not only does it support better sleep quality and recovery, it has over 7,000 five star reviews and it costs you less than $3 a day. Plus, you're investing in your health. So, this is something that you guys should absolutely look into if you are looking to invest in your health and just kind of start your day off on the right foot because Athletic Greens, a- Espo will tell well, you it's an energy boost like nothing else.
2: It is. I don't, I, as you can tell, I don't eat vegetables. But I'm now happy to drink them and they make me (laughs) very alert in the morning, so much so that I annoy the crap out of my wife because I want to talk too much in the morning. (laughs) She's not a morning person. So I, I love the athletic greens, great way to start your day and a great way to ensure that even if you don't eat your vegetables, you're getting the benefits of them.
0: Yes, so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash suns. Again, that is athleticgreens.com suns to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, gentlemen, what are your predictions should this be the first round of the playoffs matchup? Sweep. Okay. Oh, we
1: got a sweep! sweep. Uh, I have no respect for anybody else in the NBA. <laughs> It'll be 16 0. That's it. Oh, that would be I'll really
0: take cool. It.
3: I wouldn't lie. That would be very cool. That would
0: be really cool.
3: <laughs> uh, First time in NBA history if it happened.
2: I'm going to go a- a Suns and Five because the Phoenix Suns <laughs> are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, Bomber.
3: <laughs> Not Steve Bomber. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Suns in five on this one. I just think Kawhi is not going to play in this series. I think Paul George is going to struggle to find that consistency. And this is a better Suns team compared to last year. Just top to bottom.
0: I agree. Um, I was kind of debating back and forth with this one last night because initially I said Suns in five Mm -hmm. because it was Suns in six last year. I think the Suns have gotten a hell of a lot better this year. And I think they could absolutely do this in five games. Um, But I do think this is one of the tougher matchups for the Suns, so I think I'm going to go Suns and six. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you guys. I think four and five are really good options as well.
3: I teetered on five and six.
0: Same. I was kind of struggling, but since you guys chose five, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just go with six just to have a different answer.
2: I thought Suns and three, and then I remembered they're not (laughs) five-game series anymore, so that was mathematically correct.
0: All right, gentlemen, thank you for joining us for a little Suns Clippers preview. Should these two teams meet in the first round of the playoffs? Is there anything else that you would like to mention before we say goodbye?
3: Can we shout out that Jew comment from earlier? Sure. J- which one U was it? <laughs> uh, I know, I need it's to hard to say that. I
0: need to, I thank you
2: like, for I feel like, like I
3: need to, we do need to clarify for uh, our listeners. It's J U. Uh, he said not, or he or she said, not a prediction. Just want to say it's been nice watching this historic year with you guys. I'm from the East coast, so it's not many Suns fans and it's still that way. So this always felt like a little second home. So thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate that. That means a lot. That's exactly what we're going for. So glad to hear it.
0: We're happy to have you guys all here with us. Um, as always, we appreciate your support. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. We will see you guys tomorrow at 2 p.m. for another live show. Same place, uh, right here on our YouTube channel. Until then, be excellent. Have a great rest of your Monday. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
2: The Clippers mascot should be Clippy, not whatever the hell that condor <laughs> is. Ahoy, ahoy.